We're going to start with a, a praise chorus tonight. Uh, it's called Sing to the King, and I'm going to sing the chorus of it for you uh, real quick so you can kind of at least hear it one time. And then uh, then we'll uh, sing the whole thing all the way through and just sing on the bits you know. That'd be all right. Y'all, y'all can do that. And y'all, they're learning it too, so don't look for them for help. So they, because they don't know either, so. It goes like this. Come, let us sing a song. A song declaring that we belong to Jesus. He is all we need. Lift up a heart of praise. Sing now with voices raised to Jesus. Sing to the King. So that's not too bad, was it? Think you can shake that out? I know, so that's hard to learn sometimes, but you, we sing it about 40 times, you'll have it, right? All right, here we go. Sing to the King. Sing to the King who is coming to reign. Glory to Jesus, the Lamb that was slain. Life and salvation His empire shall bring. And joy to the nations when Jesus is King. Come, let us sing a song, a song declaring that we belong to Jesus. He is all we need. Lift up a heart of praise, sing now with voices raised to Jesus. Sing to the King. It's the second verse here. For His returning, we watch and we pray. We will be ready the dawn of that day. We'll join in singing with all the redeemed. For Satan is vanquished. And Jesus is King. Stand with me, please. Come, let us sing a song. A song declaring that we belong to Jesus. He is all we need. Lift up our heart of praise. Sing now with voices raised to Jesus. Sing to the King. Come, let us sing a song. Here we go. Come, let us sing a song. A song declaring that we belong to Jesus. He is all we need. Lift up our heart of praise. Sing now with voices raised to Jesus. Sing to the King, sing to the King, sing to the King. All right, give yourselves a hand. Y'all did a great job. That was awesome. Sing to the King. Will you sit down for me, please? Have a seat, and the choir is going to sing.
Whenever you get ready, Tim. Yes, it ain't. Some glad morning we shall see Jesus in the air. Coming after you and me, John, with our concern. What we don't today will be when the saints shall rise. Headed for that jubilee under in the sky. Oh, what saints, oh, what shall we shout? On the happy morning when we all shall rise. Oh, what glory, hallelujah. Y'all know that means it's serious. There it goes, boy. Oh, yes, I do declare. 
his feet. Oh, if that don't make you want to go, that don't make you want to go, sister. That don't make you want to go to heaven. I don't know what the. No, I don't know. Have you enjoyed singing tonight? You know, it's not just singing, it's praising. It's praising the Lord, it's worshiping the Lord. And He loved us so much that He sent His Son to die on, this, on a cross for our sins. We've been singing all night, and the uh, Hadley Creek boys, they didn't know what I was doing tonight, and I didn't know what they was doing tonight. We sung an awful lot about heaven tonight, didn't we? <laughs> That's God working. That's the Holy Spirit moving in, folks. And uh, if you don't know Christ as your Savior, I, I hope and pray that tonight you will see the need for Him in your life and you will make that decision tonight. Um, I'm out of breath. Hang on just a second. <clears throat> We're here to worship. And you know what? Um, I have already enjoyed being in the in the presence of my king of my lord and uh i've enjoyed singing to him and about him and for him and that's what we're here to do this song is called you are my king and i hope tonight that you can say that jesus christ is your king here we go i'm forgiven i am forgiven because you were forsaken I'm accepted, and you were condemned. I'm alive and well, your spirit is within me, because you died and rose again. Let's do all that again. I'm forgiven. I'm forgiven, because you were forsaken. I'm accepted. You were condemned, and I'm alive and well. Your spirit is within me because you died and rose again. Amazing love, how can it be that you, my King, would die for me? Amazing love, I know it's true, and it's my joy to honor you. Amazing love, how can it be that you, my King, would die for me? Amazing love, I my joy to honor you in all I do. I honor you. You are my king. Just like that every time. You are my king. You are my king. Let me hear you singing. Come on. <laughs> 
Jesus, you. One more time. Jesus, you are my King. Amazing love, how can it be? You, my King, would die for me. Amazing love, I know it's true. And it's my joy to honor you in all I do. presence here with us tonight. Father, we thank you for sending your son to die on a cross for our sins so that we can one day spend an eternity in heaven with you in your presence. We thank you for your grace and for your mercy and for your love. Father, please, we ask tonight that you would bless Brother Denby as he stands before us. As he speaks from your heart again tonight, the words that you would have us to hear, the things that we need to hear. Father, help our lives to change. And he looked round about to see her that had done this thing, but the woman fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. And he said unto her, Daughter, thy faith, hath made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. Let's bow our heads for just a moment. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray that You'd minister to every heart here. There's someone here that's not saved. May this be the night that soul will give their heart to Jesus. We ask this in His precious name. Amen. I want to call your attention tonight for the substance of this message. Verse number 29. Verse number 29, And straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. And I want to preach tonight on the subject, if you got it, you can feel it. If you got it, you can feel it. Christianity is not a cold, dead religion. I'm sorry if a little bit of joy in the house of God offends you, then you must be offended. Because what Jesus gives us is 
greater than any excitement that you will ever experience in this life. A good church service is better than the Super Bowl game. A good church service is worth more shouting about than the World Series. I want to say it again tonight. Christianity is not a cold, dead religion, but Jesus says we are lively stones. Jesus says that He has given us fullness of joy. And there's no greater joy than being in the presence of the Almighty God to feel His power and His might and to see the Spirit of God working in a church like we feel His presence in this place tonight. I believe with all of my heart that God wants us to get our shout back. I mean, the devil's had it long enough, amen? Somebody said, well, Brother Denby, we're not, we're not saved by our feelings. No, that we're not. But it sure does feel good to be saved. I'd, I'd rather be here tonight worshiping, praising my God than any, than any jailhouse in Ashley County. I'd rather be here tonight than be shackled in a prison. But thank God through the virtue and the power of Jesus Christ, I've been set free from my sins. He is my Savior. My name is written down in the Lamb's book of life. And I'm going to glory when that trumpet sounds. My Lord, I feel that. <laughs> Somebody says, well, Brother Denby, my Lord, why are you getting so excited? Because Jesus is something to get excited about. He's our Redeemer. He is our Savior. We are introduced tonight, and you've heard this preached many times, of a woman who had an issue of blood for twelve long years. And the Bible says that she had suffered many things of many physicians. She'd spent all that she had was nothing better, but rather grew worse. Her condition, her condition was, was terminal. The Bible tells us in the book of Leviticus, the 17th chapter and the 11th verse, for the life of the flesh is in the blood. My friend, if you don't have no blood flowing in your veins, you're dead. Life is in the blood. Life is in the blood. But I want to take it a little bit further. Eternal life is in the blood of Jesus Christ. Eternal life is in the blood of the Redeemer who died on the cross of Calvary. And if you've trusted Him, you'll never die spiritually. You are alive unto God. And that is something tonight to get you joyful and, and praise God for. The joy of your salvation. This little lady could not go to church, the synagogue. She could not even go into the, 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 the outer court of the temple. She was ceremonially unclean. Socially, she was an outcast. Can you imagine living in that day and time and having a blood disease like this woman had and you could not fellowship with other wives or mothers in the community? There would be no quilting parties. 
There would be no ladies auxiliary. There would be nothing that would bring you in contact with anybody because you were ceremonially unclean. Let me tell you tonight, if you're not saved, you are unclean before God. And just as that little woman was going to die, if she didn't get to Jesus, she was going to die. If she, let me say it again. If she didn't get to Jesus, she was going to die. And the Bible says in Romans 6 and 23, for the wages of sin is death. Without Jesus Christ, you will die in your sins and you will spend an eternity in a devil's hell. You need to get to Jesus. My Lord, He's the most important thing. This little lady was so desperate. So desperate. Someone would tell her there's a doctor across town. There is a doctor in another, in another city. And if, if, you'll, if you can get to him, maybe he will help you. And she went to this doctor and she went to another doctor. Uh, until all of her resources were gone. She exhausted all of her finances. And, and in biblical days, of course they didn't have the medical uh, abilities that we have in our day and time. And the way that they would treat many diseases would, would put the patient or the individual through so much suffering and pain and agony. And the Bible says that when she had spent everything that she had, she wasn't getting any better. But she was getting worse. Let me tell you something. Sin only gets worse. Are you hearing what I'm preaching tonight? We, have, we seem to have this idea in, in our day and time that if we'll just go along with all of the immorality, if somehow we'll just excuse a lot of the sin in our society today, that society will get better. No, Jesus said that when the Son of Man comes, it will be as it was in the days of Noah. And we are progressively getting worse and worse, if you will. And people need Jesus like they've never needed Him before. My mind. And this little woman, I, I believe that her sickness was so far gone that if you looked at her, she was probably as white as, as this carpet here because life is in the blood. I'm going to die. Death was knocking on her door. But thank God somebody told her about Jesus. Somebody told her, don't you know that Jesus Christ is coming through the city? Don't you know that Christ is coming through the town? And the Bible said that she came in the press and touched the hem of His garment because she said in her heart, if I can but touch His clothes, I will be whole, made whole of this infirmity, this disease that I have. Oh my, you're talking about faith. That's faith. Let me tell you, there's a difference between faith and religion. 
I said there is a difference between faith and religion. People today just seem to think, well, if I can get a little bit of religion, I'll make it to heaven. The Bible says in the book of Isaiah, chapter 64, Isaiah chapter 64 and verse number 6, listen to what this great old prophet said. He said, all our sins, or all our righteousness. Listen. He said in verse 6, but, if we, but we are all as an unclean thing, and all our righteousness are as filthy rags, and we do fade as a leaf, and our iniquities like the wind have taken us away. Your, your, righteous, your self-righteousness, your religion cannot save you. Somebody says, if I can just get to the church, if I can get my name on the church roll, if I can get in the baptistry and be baptized, then, 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 then surely I'll make it. Let me tell you, that is a physician that will do you no good. You, you can join every church in the United States and that won't save you. And we've got people today following after a preacher and following after a denomination and following after a religion. But let me tell you, the only one who can save is Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Peter said in Acts 4 and 12, Neither is there salvation in any other, but there's none of the name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. I know Brother Michael feels the same way that I do. I feel that I, I pastor the greatest church in the world, but Highway Baptist Church can't save nobody. It wasn't a church that died on that cross. It was Jesus who died on that cross. In the book of Acts, in, in the book of Proverbs, the 14th chapter and verse 12, it says, There is a way which seemeth right unto a man but the end thereof are the ways of death. Man's got all kinds of ways. These are just helpless physicians that cannot cure, that cannot heal, who cannot save anybody. Somebody, You, you, you would be surprised the people who left the United States and all over to go to the Vatican last week just to see the Pope thinking that's going to make them ready. Are you hearing me? He's just a man. I'm just a man. Jesus is the Son of God. And He alone can save. i got to say it again. He's the Son of God. And He alone can save. I'm so glad that I had an old-fashioned grandmother who told me that only Jesus could save my wretched soul. I'm so thankful that I had a Christian mama who took me to church and introduced me to the Son of God. I'm saved tonight because Jesus loved me and died for me on the cross of Calvary. And I owe it all to Jesus Christ. What faith this little woman had. I don't have to have an audience with Him. I don't even have to see His face. I don't have to have Him to come to my house. If I can just press through the crowd and touch the hem of His garment, I'll be made whole of this disease. 
I mean, it was a busy street. The people were thronging him, pushing and shoving. And this little woman, she knew that this was her opportunity to be made whole. If I can press through the crowd. I, I want to tell you tonight that you, you may be here in this service and and, and, and it, it, you, you seem to have the notion that you, that you can't get to Jesus because of the press, because of the multitude. And, and let me take the message in this direction for just a moment. Because there is a press in this world. There is a press in this world that would, that would prevent many from coming to Christ. But listen tonight, if you don't know Him as your Savior... Don't let an individual or a crowd keep you from getting to Jesus. And she makes her way through the crowd. Now, the Scripture says that she touched the border or the hem of His garment. And I've read after different theologians and different Commentary writers who have a whole lot more knowledge than I do. But they say that a rabbi, a male who was a teacher of God, he wore a garment that had tassels around the border of his garment. And her, her faith said, if I can just press through the crowd and touch the border of his garment, you got to get down low to do that. Are you hearing me tonight? You, you, you got to get down low. You got to humble yourself. And I tell you one reason that some folk aren't saved tonight is because they're not willing to humble themselves before God. They're not willing to see their wretched condition. My pastor told me as a 17 year old young preacher, he said, Let me tell you something, son. He said, you preach the Bible and you preach sin the way God describes it. Awful. And you preach hell hot because you can't get a sinner saved until you get him lost. He's got to see his need for Christ. And I tell you, a lot of folk aren't saved tonight because they think within themselves, I am good. But the Bible says there is none good, no, not one that we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. It doesn't matter how many times you put the arrow on the string, how hard you pull it back, how, how fastened your eye is on the target. When you let go of that with all of your might, it's going to fall short because God's standard is holiness. But we have sinned. But thank God, Jesus bore our sins for us at Calvary. She's pressing through that crowd and she can see those tassels. And she reaches out and she touches the hem of His garment. And she felt in her body that she was healed of that infirmity. And Jesus felt it. Her touch turned Him around in the press. Think of that for just a moment. Her touch, a touch of faith, a, a, a touch of faith turned Jesus around because He felt virtue 
coming out of His body, that little woman felt something change in her life. I've got to say it again. The just shall live by faith. The only thing that can please God without faith, it is impossible to please God. And I know that if you put your trust in feelings alone, your feelings can deceive you. But if you touch the hem of His garment, that feeling will be real and you will know that something has taken place in your life. We've got this easy believism Christianity today that does not call for a change in anybody's life. Well, you, you, you can be saved and still go to the nightclubs. Come on, somebody. You, you, you can be saved and still sing your cheating heart. You, you, you can be saved and don't have to change your lifestyle. I preached it last night, but the Holy Ghost wants me to say it again tonight. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. All has become new. Jesus will make a change in your life. My Lord, He'll make a change in your life. I didn't know an ounce of theology, if you can measure theology by ounces. I, I didn't know anything about the Bible. But buddy, let me tell you something. When I come down that aisle that Sunday night at the East Texas Baptist Church and I gave my heart to Jesus, nobody, nobody had to tell me, well, you're saved now. Nobody had to say, well, you're going to heaven now. I was shouting. My granny was shouting. That church came alive. The Holy Ghost began to move. My aunt got saved. My uncle got saved. My little brother got saved. Why? Because God was working and people were touching the hem of His garment and changes were being made in people's lives. My, my. Sometimes I, I was telling Brother Michael this. And I, I, I commend this church because you're a whole lot like my folk at Highway. But I've been to some churches to where I swear up and down in folk baptized in pickle juice. <laughs> I'm serious. I mean, they look like they've been sucking on green persimmons all week. And it's hard for a preacher that's got just a little bit of fire in him to preach to a congregation who just stand there and gawk at you. Gawking, that means staring. I mean, just look at you. What's he going to do next? He'll be jumping pews in a minute. Hey, but let me tell you, the night that I came to Jesus Christ, He came into my heart. He brought a change in my life. I'm not the same old man I used to be. My Lord, old David prayed. He said that God lifted him out of that noisy pit, put his feet on a rock, established his goings, and put a new song in his mouth. And Jesus will give you a new song. He'll give you a new life. I got saved that Sunday night and went to church. I went to school Monday. I don't know whether you can do this today or not, but I took my Bible with me. I was singing with a, a band. At that time, they said, uh, 
we're going to sing tonight at the youth center and center. I said, I ain't singing. They said, well, you got to sing. You are lead singer. I said, I ain't singing. I said, if y'all let me sing Amazing Grace, if y'all let me sing the old rugged cross, if you'll let me sing about heaven, if you'll let me sing there's power in the blood, if you'll let me sing the blood that stained that old rugged cross, and I'll sing it. But they said, preacher, let me tell you something, young preacher boy, that won't work when we go. I said, yes, it will if they listen. We got this idea today that that you be saved and just do whatever you want to do, but that's not how it works. She felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. The woman was fearing and trembling because she knew what was done in her. And she came and she fell down before Jesus. Now, if you read in the Gospel of Luke, in Luke's account of it, you'll see that all the people denied, it wasn't me that touched you. Lord, it wasn't me that touched you. He said, somebody's touched me. He knew who it was. But she just kind of stepped back in the crowd, and that's the way some Christians are doing tonight. They've been saved, but they've stepped back in the crowd. And that little woman, she just had to. She stepped forward and she said, It was me who touched you, Lord. And she rehearsed the whole matter. Now, if you read the entirety of this chapter, you'll see that there was one by the name of Jarius that came and said, My little 12-year-old daughter is dying and you've got to go home with me. If you'll touch her, she'll be healed. And So there was a delay. That little woman got up and testified. She told everybody. Had she gone to all them doctors, they couldn't help her no way. She told her how she said in her heart, I'll touch the hem of His garment and I'll be made whole of this infirmity. She rehearsed the whole thing. Let me tell you something. If you know the Lord, you've got a testimony. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. You say, I can't be a preacher. No, God doesn't call all of us to be preachers. God doesn't call all to be missionaries. God doesn't call all to be Bible teachers. But if you have been saved, you've got some good news. You've got a testimony you can share and it will touch the heart of somebody. Let me tell you, there have been more grandmothers and more mamas and more brothers and sisters and church members who've led people to Jesus more so than a lot of preachers have because of a testimony that they have for the Lord. Jesus said to that woman, He said, Woman, your faith has made you whole. My Lord, for by grace are you saved through faith. Not that of yourselves, it is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Romans 5 and 1 the Bible says we are justified by faith and we have peace with God through Jesus Christ our Savior. There, there's not but one thing that can save you, and that's you trust Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. And I'll tell you tonight that He'll do for you what He did for that little woman then. He'll change your life. And you'll know it's been changed. 
Some folks, so, some folks say, well, you can't really know until you get there. No, you can know. You'll know. You're going to know it. Because this Bible teaches a no-so salvation. I hope I'll make it. But my friend, let me tell you, if you're saved, you know you're going. You know you're going. And it feels good to be saved. My grandmother, I was with her when she went to be with the Lord. And she, she called me to her bedside. She told me, she said, she called me Junior. I'm Lamar Jr. My dad, of course, Lamar Sr. And she said, Junior, do you remember how excited you was the night that you got saved down at old Goober Hill Church? I said, yes, ma'am. She said, do you still have it? I said, what do you mean? Oh, not your salvation. Do you still have that excitement? I said, Granny, I still got it. She said, well, boy, you keep it until the day you die. Don't let nobody get your joy. Don't let nobody get your Christian excitement. And this business that church is supposed to be dead and dry, who passed that rule? You know Jesus as your Savior. That little woman, when she touched the hem of His garment, she felt something. And I hope you still feel that joy of the Lord in your heart tonight. If you can't feel it, maybe you need to pray like David did. Lord, restore unto me the joy of your salvation. You'll never lose your salvation, but you can lose that joy. You can let the devil steal it from you. If you need to pray that prayer tonight, would you do it in this invitation time? I'm going to ask that we all stand. Brother Michael, take his place here in the front. And as we prepare for this invitation, you don't even have to wait until the music starts. You can come now. Kneel in this altar. Take this pastor by the hand. Rededicate your life right where you stand. You don't know Christ as your Savior. Would you step out tonight in faith? Receive Christ into your heart as your personal Savior as we sing, my brother.
Christ, oh. 